Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode number 11, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Just a brief warning for our listeners out there. We do use uh, sometimes explicit and colorful language to express our opinions on the podcast. So if you have young kids in the room, you might want to either use headphones or listen later. Or be like my son and just start yeah. fucking cussing just like I do. Give, give up the ghost and realize your kids are going to start using four-letter words by the time they're two. Yeah. All right. What's up, man? Um, let's see. What is up? I, um, I'm psyched for this episode. This, is, this one's super fun. <laughs> this is fun. I will tell you, though, um, I got – I think I – I think I need a fucking hip replacement. I had, like, I got this fucking pain in both sides of the hip that's been happening for, like, last, like, last, like, two or three days, and, um, it's bad, and I wake up in the morning, and it's fucking bad, so, um, or for an, an unrelated issue, like, some kind of weird thing in my shoulder, because <laughs> I sleep on my side, I get this weird fucking crank over here. Um, I made an appointment to see an osteopath okay. next week. Uh-huh. Do you know what an osteopath is? Um, yeah, I mean, I, Nicole has definitely seen specialists for she has some issues with her hip too. Really? Like the way on one side the the bone is socketed, like isn't right, and it's you know worn like mostly worn through the cartilage or something. Oh, so she's like, gonna have to get it's like a minor thing. Her dad had the same thing and has a problem with his hip. Fuck, my old man does too. Right. Son so, of a bitch. I, I'm you way too young. You're way too young. Absolutely. For God's sake, right? That's, yeah, that's basically what the doctor said to her, too, was like, you can manage this. Like, you know, you. they're probably going to recommend certain types of exercise to avoid, for sure. Running. Cycling. Yeah. Cycling is good. Right. Rowing, super bad. Rowing's bad. Yeah. Cause of the oh, you're always, of, yeah, it's all on yeah, the hip. It's all legs and... Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to. I'll have to alert the team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, You're off the crew team. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I made an appointment to see an osteopath. Um, and now I, the list is growing over the since I made the appointment a week ago. Right. But an osteopath is like kind of a weird like it, it falls for many people in the ghost doctor like like right. witch witch doctor like territory. chiropractor level two. Chiropractors yeah. are said to be more and more accepted. Yeah, obviously. and chiropractors, for me, are – I mean, it's clear. Like, yeah. you go in, you're busted, you leave, you're fixed. I mean, in my experience, I know lots of other people, yeah. they feel like they got to go back all the time. Never been. Shut up. Never been. Never once. No. Uh-uh. I've never had any issues with my back, knock on wood. So. Yeah, all right. Well, good. God bless. Um, but the osteopath is, I think – I don't completely understand. I'm go- Mark H went to one and he swears by it. So, and it, it, it made a big difference for him. He doesn't like continue. It's not like a cult or some shit, yeah. but he's like, he's into it. And I'm giving it a shot. We'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll be curious to see what happens. <laughs> I'll, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll fill you in and let you know. Yeah. I, I, go, I might come back in. I mean, pretty Just, soon we'll all be wearing exoskeleton suits anyways to get around. <laughs> so right. it won't matter. It'll just be a, like a big jelly blob inside an exoskeleton suit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? Um, well, I got a brisket out in the smoker right now. Yeah, man. I, I went to Costco last night, and the only like full brisket they had. So you know, the, oftentimes when you get a brisket, they cut it. So there's the, the flat, and there's the flat. Yeah. And oh, the flat, 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 F L A T, flat, flat. Yeah. All right. Like the the flat part before it gets really gotcha. Yeah. You know the. Bigger, I would call it the flap. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, if it's a thin brisket, it is kind of flappy. Yeah. This one is 
thick as hell because it was the only one they had was a 16, 16 pound USDA prime. Fucking um, hell yeah! So it's I got a that major fucking going percent. on the smoker. I'm going to be babysitting that for the next who knows how long, and yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Which is um, kind of a nice segue into uh, this week's theme, which is um, we wanted to talk about sort of guilty pleasures, if you will. Yes, um, both. In the food and in the watch category. So we wanted to talk about, quote-unquote, bad movies that you um, secretly like or not so secretly like. Um, (laughs) But we're going to kick off this episode, since we have some hot, rapidly congealing and cooling (laughs) items here, about, quote-unquote, bad food, low food, junk food, etc., that you love. Yeah, low food, right? I, yeah, junk is come on, it yeah. ain't junk. No, for sure not. I mean, <laughs> of course it's junk. I mean, whatever. It's if it's junk, then the food I grew up on for like you know a decade and a half of my life was like you know yeah because at the you know prepared food allowed you know people to especially moms to leave the home and go have careers exactly. and still be able to put food on the table. Yeah. So, you know, say what you can, obviously as the new food movement, a lot of people are looked down upon for serving their kids, you know, food out of a microwave or food that you pour out of a box or whatever. Our culture is very anti, you know, um, prepared and manufactured, especially food. nowadays. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, over the last like six years, you've seen it get like the pendulum is going so fast and so high, Absolutely. right the other way. And yeah, well, we can talk about the expectations that are foisted on moms these days because not only are you supposed to have an immaculate house and cook yeah. from scratch meals, but you're supposed to have your kids in like 17 different activities and yeah. music classes from the time they're two. And, and how's your and, career? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. absurd. So anyways, we are going to have some fun with food. Fucking hell. Um, since I got hot items here, I might go first. Yeah, you go first. Yeah. So the... Uh, one of the things we always grew up on, and one of the things that I loved, obviously, on previous episodes, I've talked about uh, spaghetti with sliced up hot yeah, dogs yeah, yeah. being like my favorite food. My other favorite food was, of course, frozen pizza. Uh, mm. I love frozen pizza growing up, and we had briefly had a stint with like Red Baron frozen pizza, but I would say the 75% of my childhood, the majority, we had tombstone frozen pizzas. Oh. And the pizza I particularly loved was pepperoni, of course. Yeah. You know. I love yep. love the spicy pepperoni pizza. So my first choice was Tombstone pepperoni pizza and Tombstone. For this episode we happen to have some of these foods right here. I took the liberty of yeah. baking up. I, it's funny, I went to the market. <laughs> baking up. Yeah. Ba- did you do it? You did it in the oven. I did it in the oven. Classy. Yeah. Of course. Um, I, it's funny. I went today to this kind of high-end supermarket, Kowalski's in Minneapolis, and they didn't have anything besides like a tiny, like eight-inch one. It must Seriously? it must feel like a, a niche because you know frozen pizzas like exploded. There's like go- tons of gourmet frozen pizzas and deli pizzas and local pizzas. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a big category, and obviously delivery pizza is a massive thing now too. And competition line. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a crowded category. So the only tombstone pizza I could find was this tiny one and it must be filling a like single college guy who hardly has any money who like switches between totino's pizza rolls and a small tombstone pizza or something yeah good thing is it's a reasonable amount of calories so for the whole pizza i think it's like 480 calories where when you eat like a big 12 inch one it's like you're talking a 
thousand or more calories. Oh, it, yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. who's fucking counting? And it's a frozen pizza for fuck's sake. It was not that many years ago when I would sit down and kill an entire one of those big frozen pizzas by myself. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm – whatever the size is. If I'm making a frozen pizza, like I'm either splitting it with, yeah. with my wife or I'm taking it to yeah. the <laughs> Like it's either it's either half or all, right? For sure. All right. Well, let's, let's try let's, this. Let's try the tombstone. In my experience, was I, always doughy. Yeah, I don't think it's changed a I'm bit. I'm a Totino's. I'm a Totino's man. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Always have been. Mmm. You can't that sauce. And that cheap-ass fucking cheese. Yeah. You can't duplicate it. No, there's no way. It's got kind of like a zesty sauce. This one. It's not like super tomatoey or super spicy, yeah. but it has a very distinct flavor. Um, And that rubbery-ass cheese. Yeah. I'll tell you, I nearly did. I nearly picked frozen pizza. It's a huge fave. Um, so when I do it, there's no oven involved. Like, I'm not buying... Or pizza, unless I can microwave it. Seriously. Well, who's going to... What, am I going to take, like, an hour to... Like, if I'm eating a frozen pizza, I'm most likely drunk. Yeah. yeah. You know. And... So, what... What? Where, where are you getting... I mean, California Pizza Kitchen has that Sicilian microwavable pizza that's actually really good. But what, what pizza are you microwaving? Are you talking, like, Hot Pockets, or... No, man. I'm talking frozen pizzas. There's, um... So Totino's, um, I, I might get this wrong, but if it wasn't Totino's, it was another brand that sold this pizza that had the reflector, the silver microwave reflector dish. Right. Do you know these things? Yeah, like Lean Cuisine and people like that have those. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and that was like, I think a Nestle innovation because then they're the ones who do California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, all right. I mean, I don't know if that's proprietary, but I've seen it in. Oh, I, I don't think it is. Kitchen and the French bread pizzas that like Lean Cuisine has done. Yeah, exactly. Stouffer's had them because yeah. those you can also microwave. Nestle, oh yeah. yeah, that is yep. And um, but I remember back when I was a kid, my mom had these. Like she would get us. We begged for them. There were these. Um, it looked like a big juice box. It was a box of fries, and it was lined with the same material. And you basically cr- crack open the box, fire it in the microwave, and they ca- make some crispy. Anyway, the frozen pizza that I loved had you take it out of the box, unwrap the plastic, sits on the silver silver platter on top of the box, microwave the shit out of it. I always go thirty. Seconds, forty-five seconds, depending on my my machinery, over so I can get a nice crisp edge. Mm. Then I let it sit for a good half hour, and I salt and pepper the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> lots of salt and pepper, and lots of crushed red pepper. And depending on what is happening in the house, I could fucking put anything on there. Right. Certainly, hot sauce is in the game. Oh, but yeah, you know, that's how. I mean, if if I'm gonna go, I don't know. I need it fast. Yeah. This is fucking good, man. Yeah. I already killed my piece. <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, it just brings me right back to, like, being a kid, you know, parents not home. You come home, you got to fire exactly. something up for a snack or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So good. All right. What do you got? I'm going with, I had two, so I had two, we're doing three, obviously. Yeah. I had two that were a gimme. And um, and then the third was a struggle. So I'm going to start with my first. 
the classic. And congratulations, listeners. You get the, all the auditory experience of this. And I'll crack open and see if we can capture some of the great audio. The, the opening of the Fritos bean dip. Ooh. So this um, is been a standard my shithead friend Nick Tangborn um, and I would eat the shit out of these he's still to this day he's fucking incorrigible like to this day he has no fucking shame he'll like 2 o'clock in the afternoon in front of the whole office just go grab a fucking can of the Fritos bean dip and a bag of Fritos and just fucking get after it at his desk Wow. yeah animal so let's um, so it's a Fritos bean dip and Fritos. I mean, I certainly ate plenty of Fritos growing up. We used to have those, like, I was always, like, a cold lunch kid. I never did hot lunch. And my mom would buy those, like, variety packs of, you know, the Fritos, the Doritos, and, like, whatever the, the thing that you didn't want, the Bugles or whatever that Classy. you totally didn't yeah, want. You yeah. know, and throw one of those in your lunch. Rich kids. I felt like rich kids got those. Oh, really? I don't <laughs> think so. I got, like, a yeah. fruit roll-up, a bag of chips, and a sandwich every day. Yeah. Really? Some sort of meat on white bread, usually like um, venison summer sausage oh, on white yeah. bread. No God, cheese, nothing. Shut up. little butter. Fuck you. Oh, I can't complain. Like, I had some pretty pretty badass sandwiches. So, to get in, have, do you have any experience with this bean dip? I, I can't say that I do. We, we, weren't, we weren't like a massive dip or salsa or anything family, which is crazy because now I love chips and salsa is one of my favorite things now. Oh, yeah. Well, you're welcome um, for this introduction. I guess I shouldn't eat right in the mic. Oh, people, maybe. People are going to be coming to Minneapolis to murder us after they <laughs> listen to this episode. I know. Seriously, just fucking That's, that's interesting because it's like... The bean dip has a sort of velvety flavor with the salty, crispy nature of the Frito. It's kind of like these two two textures that and like different flavor profiles that mash together just work really well. It's nice, right? And who knows? I mean, I you know I've eaten. God Christ, what a frightening fucking number that is to try and think how many cans of that shit I've eaten. I mean. It's got to be. I don't think it's a maybe. A, I don't know. I've eaten fucking dozens of these. You know, I didn't pick it, but the like really cheap uh, queso fresco that comes in those oh, jars. Whatever, oh, yeah, I oh, almost man. that. That's yeah. a close second to this. Yeah, I love, I love this, um, and I've never obviously read the ingredients. I mean, who gives a shit? Why would you do that? Why would the fuck? <laughs> right, um, but. I bet you there's got to be there's animal fat of some sort in there. I'm sure. Fried but refried beans are always reading the pork. ingredients on the back of that bean dip would be like you need a Rosetta Stone or something <laughs> to translate it into something remotely decipherable by Seriously. a non PhD food scientist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, this is this but is it's a, delicious. Whatever's in it, keep it. Keep, I am keep it so glad you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, this is killer with a movie. Yeah. And go right on. Especially, what do you got? Especially with the movies. Well, my so my second pick was, and I, 
crushed a lot of this growing up. This was like one of the first things I learned to make for myself. And similar to, like I said, when I went, grew out, went out in college and learned how to make that spaghetti with hot dogs for myself, that was like freedom in college. This was freedom in grade school when I figured out how to make this for myself because it was my favorite thing. And I always begged my mom to make it all the time. She never made it nearly enough for my taste, which was blue box craft mac and cheese. Nice. So, yeah. You know, we've like mostly, our kids have probably never maybe once they've had it they always get like annie's that's organic yeah. mac and cheese or whatever you know? totally yeah it's not the same no you know, hell no it's totally it's, not the same no 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 it's a completely different animal. so and i used to try to i always wanted the mac and cheese not understanding anything about cooking i always wanted the mac and cheese to be creamier so i, and I thought the way to do that was by adding more milk i was which just like makes it more watery i didn't realize right. the butter was the key like the thing is to add more butter yeah obviously to make <clears throat> Excuse me, to make it creamier. So, um, yeah, Kraft mac and cheese, which we also happen to have on hand here. So. Oh, oh, man. Kind of oh, it's still warm. Um, I'll tell you, my thing with mac and cheese is I have got always ketchup, which is... Really? Yeah, it's fucking weird, I know. You know, I bet Sri Rasha would be really good. Oh, it would be killer. Yeah, it's great. Kraft mac and cheese. It's great, but... Um, i always... they haven't done that yet. All those big companies are adding Sri Rasha into everything. I know. Time. There she is. Now we're using like super Kelowna organic butter and like yeah. cream top two percent organic milk from the <laughs> local farm in this. So yeah. It's not quite the same as well, you know, I'll when I was a kid, but what what are you gonna do? What's Mixing high and low is also great. Yeah, fuck yeah, absolutely. But I, I'll bet. I mean, if you did a fucking Pepsi challenge, I couldn't tell you. Like, there's no. It's not the. It's not the milk and. The quality of the milk and butter is not Fuck no. not making a difference in this, but no. Oh man, that is like such a distinctive taste for American people. Once again, I don't think they've probably changed that. Besides, maybe making in you know uh, in response to new food critics, like making the cheese real cheese or something, or taking out some of the artificial colors. That is exactly well, wait, the there same. There was a huge just. Weeks ago, there was a hu- it was a huge in the news that they were changing Kraft mac and cheese. Really? Yeah, I can't speak to it because I don't remember what it was. But yeah, they probably haven't done it yet. But all those big companies are taking out artificial colors and oh, artificial yeah. flavors, like across the board. One of the first things that they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Annie's mac and cheese. There's nothing wrong with Annie's mac and cheese, but like, yeah, there is. It, it's not. It's not as good as this. <laughs> yeah, Blue right? Box mac and cheese is dope. For sure, yeah. How about um, do you, do you guys use the the tubs, the microwavable tubs? Yeah, we haven't gotten into that just because you know. Stare I, I think I think fucking the, a. I, I mean, think Nicole should. knows if we kick open that craft <laughs> blue mac and cheese door, the girls are gonna be like, "No, I want the one in the blue box." Oh yeah, which is you know. It's not you can get the you there. can get the we we get the organic. Like they do tubs. Yeah, no, it's not Annie's. It's some other thing. Oh, really? Costco's got the whole. Oh, Big flat of them, yeah, and they're fucking killer. It's really good. Like it's it it's not trying to be this, which I think is their first win. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't duplicate that shit. You yeah. think fucking the cheese they put in here is that color? You're from Wisconsin, you know that's a no, Wisconsin I mean, cheddar. Yeah, that's Ch- not cheddar cheese. Is uh, cheddar cheese isn't yellow? Actually, it's, cheddar cheese isn't yellow. Yeah, it's colored in the first place. So in order to that's right mimic it, you have to color it, which <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yes. twisted sort of logic. In order but, to yeah duplicate yeah. the fake yeah, color, it'd be white. You need to fake it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is no like yeah orange 
Ain't no orange cheese in real life. Are you going to do – so I know because you, you told me that you have, a, you have a sweet. My last pick is the sweet, yeah. So I wonder – I'm going to do – Maybe you should do your next two in a row. I'm going to do – no, I'm going to do my sweet now. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Why don't you do your savory and we'll finish with sweets? All right, all right. Or you want to do some sort of like no, no, fancy course thing where we <laughs> no, no, yeah, I do you have a sorbet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cleanse the palate for the next pick. I'll tell you, this next pick is um, easily first in line. Like, there's no question. This goes back to when I was like seven or eight years old. Um, my neighbor, so I grew up in southeastern Mass, which is filled with cranberry bogs. Big cranberry country. Ocean Spray is based in the town right next to where I grew up. Right. Okay. And um, my neighbor's dad worked for Ocean Spray, so he had tons of um, cases of cranberry juice in the basement. Um, just, you know, spillover from the line or whatever it was. So, you know, he had tons of them, and they were in the tiny little cans, like those little, like, um, like you see tomato juice, you know, uh-huh. The small, like, four-ounce yeah, yeah. cans or whatever. Yeah. So we had loads of those. And for whatever reason, he had shitloads of Cheez-Its. So it, now no one is going to argue on, on a Cheez-It. It's fucking amazing. I, you're not, right? No, Cheez-Its are good. Okay. Now, Especially the ones with Tabasco. That they oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit. So, Cheeto, uh, Cheez-Its, rather, um, is great with product innovation. Like, they do yeah. their newest one, which I was hoping to find is the um they have they have um I forget what the actual name is but they um overcook like they just brown them so they're a little bit burnt cuz huh. you find every once in a while you find a couple burnt cheeses in the box and they're so good so that's awesome. After people writing in, they were like, oh, yeah, we're doing the yeah. burnt cheese. I love it when companies do the mistake, oops, mistake thing as like a product extension. It's pretty who, awesome. Who else is down there? Oh, wasn't there like, didn't Lucky Charms do a like only marshmallows thing or Holy something? Holy shit, really? Yeah, like our machine broke and it only spit out marshmallows. There was a commercial oh my God. advertising campaign around it. <laughs> also, we're doing. This is a pairing. Okay, wow. Sophisticated. This is, yeah. Because it, there, it's specific to. I mean, listen. I will take a cheese. It Brad um, and Sarah, two of our coworkers, um, had a box of cheese that they were sharing. Um, Didn't Brad just eat the whole box? Or something? No, I ate. I ate it. I ate. Like I just kept swooping in on the box, and I demolished the fucking thing. And it was the green Tabasco flavor, which Ooh. is so good. Yeah. So get in. So just go. It's the cheese it with the cranberry juice is. You know this is perfect because I actually have a yeast infection. <laughs> so you're. Congratulations, man! You're on the road to recovery. Hmm. Wow. I gotta say, I never would have put these two things together, but it's awesome. Mm. That's my. That tart. The tartness of the cranberry juice with the Cheez-Its is amazing. Right? Thank you. Oh, my God. It's fucking so good, right? Because it's tart and it cuts through because the Cheez-Its are rich. Rich as hell, yeah. Fucking super rich, right? And salty and the tart cranberry juice. Oh, my God. It's it's, it's my favorite flavor in the world. You're a genius. This combination. (laughs) Thank you for fucking realizing. It's... So good, right? Wow, you owe a serious debt to your neighbor's dad. Oh, I know, I know, ma'am. This is, I mean, building culinary like 
attention at a very early age. Wow. Fucking A. It's really good. Oh, I just I got never, a little taste. I never would have thought. I'm like a, I'm like Chris Rock's crackhead in New Jack City, I feel like yeah. right now. You owe, Pookie. <laughs> you owe. <laughs> I gotta have more. What do you got, man? Awesome. What do you got? All right. So for my last pick, uh, this is... Um, Oh, convenient uh, and timely because Dude. it is National Donut Day. Well done. So my last pick, these things, speaking of crack, oh my God. Holy shit. This L- Little Debbie Donut Sticks, which are like the crazy um, stable shelf life of forever um, bastardized version of like a Kroller Donut. Um, so incredibly good. Just, what, how do you know Little Debbie's? They don't. Do they have them around here? Oh man! I, I mean, obviously, I, I grew up on Little Debbie. You did? Oh yeah, Swiss cake rolls and oatmeal pies and. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess are just they after East Coast thing. Yeah, I, yeah, they are. Well, just after I guess living in California for so long, it was like everybody's always talking about Little Debbie, Little Debbie. You know, because you can't get them out there. Um, but these fucking. Oh no, they were all over. Look at this, because I felt like they were like the bargain hostess thing. Like, we couldn't get hostess oh stuff God. very often. That is fucking good. You couldn't get a hostess? We just, like, hostess was too expensive, and the Little Debbie stuff was, you, like, 99 cents for an entire box. Right. You know, yeah. it just seemed like such an awesome deal, so. And it was like, they had some of the same things as the hostess stuff, you know, and it was like, hostess was probably two or three times, ex- ex- you know, more expensive. I guess you're right. But the oatmeal pies, we grew up, we didn't get these very often, but like... The oatmeal pie, holy shit, that thin yeah. layer of cream in the middle. This is, I haven't had this in so long. This is unbelievably good. This is so fucking good. No. The cakey, the, I mean, who knows? It's got to be all lard. This is so good. Yeah. So bad for you. Incredible. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not that bad. <laughs> Beth is going to ship. She is a donut maniac. And when I was talking to her earlier, she was pissed that she wasn't... She wants to be a guest on this episode. Really? Yeah, because she's... I mean, she's like, low movies and low food are her life. She she lives for both of them, so... Oh, my God. This is amazing. Yeah. I I can't remember the last time I had this. Little Debbie Donut Sticks. They're dense as shit. Oh my god. And covered yeah. in fucking frosting. Alright, so this looks look just for the fuck of it. Servings per container one. That was generous. Because you think, like, <laughs> no, lots of no one's, no one's not eating that whole container. No, but lots it's of just times. Two little donut sticks. Yeah, but people wouldn't. People would eat both of those. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 360 calories. Yeah. For fucking. For, for that. That's breakfast right there. Oh my god! You that know, is there's good. like teen girls. Teen girls in the '80s were just crushing those in like diet coats for breakfast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if they were smart. If they were the girls that wanted to date me, they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lined up in front of you. Any girl who loves De- Little Debbie donut sticks, I would have gladly taken out. Oh yeah, and Little Debbie's across the board. That Swiss roll, man. Oh yeah, the Swiss roll. The Swiss roll is really good. Fucking killer. 
that's the that's the one. Probably the best. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's yeah. that's the move. Oatmeal pies were like, yeah. I don't know. I think my mom had like convinced herself they were vaguely healthy because they had oatmeal, oatmeal in it. That's sure. why we got them so much. Yep. But. Did did they have? I don't remember them having. There were tons of where I grew up. The Cumberland Farms was the standard bodega um, convenience store. And um, they had – there was a knockoff brand from Hostess that did the fruit pie. Do you remember fruit pies? Oh, yeah. It's like a D shape. Oh, my God. You know, Brad Searcy, who we work with, is obsessed with specifically Hostess fruit pies. Obsessed. Is he? Is he really? Yes. All right. Like, that, 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 that whenever he used to get really stressed out, I don't think he does this anymore. I think he like <laughs> broke up with Hostess fruit pies. But whenever he used to get really stressed out, he would go to the gas station and get a Hostess fruit pie and just <laughs> crush it. The lemon, the lemon was so fucking good. See, I never like fruit pie. I just never, I never went there. Like even even like homemade fruit pies, like apple pie. It's all right if it's the only thing around. I'll take it. But like, <laughs> I'm not like hugely into fruit pie for some reason. Really, know. like a, a strawberry rhubarb. I mean, Peach, that's whatever you'll fucking that's eat good. it. I'd, but you're I'd, saying it's I'd rather fun. have carrot cake or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah, donuts are my jam. Like you love, donuts, I'd rather yeah. have a donut or a chocolate malt than just about any dessert. Yeah, you love you love donuts. Yeah, Beth does too. And fucking National Donut Day. What ha- yeah. what did anybody do anything today? Like any? I I didn't. I mean, when I went to the grocery store, it seemed like they still had the same amount of donuts that I was. I'm sure all the. Fancy donut places in town like Bogarts, which is amazing, and Glam. It's all right. It's overrated. Bogarts is overrated. Oh come on! Are you serious? Bogarts is. Uh, I so I haven't been to Mojo Monkey yet, but Bogart is like fancy, sort of French style, almost like yep. taking French pastry techniques and applying them to creating donuts. And I think their donuts are amazing. Like hands down. You're all right. Oh come on! I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'm serious. I'm not just being a. a I'm not just taking the piss. Like I think they're the, okay. The like little, I don't like bo- bomboloni, which I guess is technically an Italian style. The the bomboloni with the Nutella or whatever in it. Come on, man. It's good. It's good. But I mean, I don't know There's how it's stacks creme up. anglaise too. That same thing. Bomboloni, sugar. You know the sort of pastry dough with um, creme anglaise in it. Oh man, it's a sum of its parts. If, if it never get, it never elevates and gets like all that shit added up should be fucking amazing. So I, I have to say, when I was a kid, I was a sucker for cream filled donuts. Like cream filled donuts to me is like the pinnacle of donut. Okay, and now that <laughs> these people are doing these like super fancy like creme anglaise or whatever, they got you in their sights. Or like, like really awesome like. A homemade whipped cream would be really good too. But yeah. what I hate, uh, once again, back to the fruit pie thing, I guess, like, I've been going to, when I go to Kowalski's, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to grab a donut for the car ride home. Sure. Uh, they have these, like, you know, various filling donuts. And I get one and it's like fucking raspberry. And I'm like, ugh, I throw it out. Wow. I take like two bites and throw it away. The, like, You're kidding. The fruit filling thing does not do it for me. Going back to the hostess pie thing. I don't know why. I'm wow. just like not that into it. All right. Well, fair enough. The Krispy Kreme chocolate donuts, the little like chocolate filled donuts with the whipped cream in them. Oh my god, that's the you one. You can feel. You take two bites, you can feel the, the, the sugar rush go through your body. <laughs> it is so packed with sugar. Seriously? Like, yeah, you could feel it. I would. I would have a massive sugar crash after eating one of those. Oh my god, really? <laughs> I would eat one of those and drink like a grande chai latte from Starbucks. <laughs> my body would just be like, "What in the hell is going on?" <laughs> Yeah, just like 40 massive, grams of sugar. Massive sugar rush, yeah. 
So anyway, all right. What, what's all right. your last pick here? Mine. So I'll tell you. I I wanted. To, I, I felt like I should do a sweet, um, but sweets are usually not my go-to. And I drove. I I'll tell you. I drove and I pulled into the parking lot at Burger King, and um and then I was like and I was like ah fuck and then and I left and went back and got the sweet because a, a Whopper is wow. I fucking yeah. It, but I didn't know. I almost felt a little bit. Like, it felt somehow it didn't. It felt like cheating because fast food is almost its own right. thing. I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's low food, but um. But also, I want to get a sweet. But I, I, I now kind of wish I had a bite of a Whopper because I love it. There's so much fucking mayo on it and lettuce yeah. and tomato. I am not into mayo, so oh, I, I forgot. That's I've, right. Yeah, I've never gone for Whoppers. I've never had a Whopper. Never had a Big Mac. Never had a Whopper. I'm not into like the Jesus the Christ special sauce shit. You never? Are you kidding me? No. Well, I guess if you're not into mayo, then yeah. How the f- you've never had a fucking Big Mac? No, or a Whopper. I go like I roll. Cheeseburger oh. with pickles. No ketchup, no mustard. Just give me a cheeseburger with some pickles. No mustard. No mustard. Why? Why? I don't like mustard. I like mustard mixed into like another sauce or something, but I'm not into mustard. And that's just basic. That's just – that's yellow mustard right to your face is on that. Yeah. So I can get that. And why no ketchup? I don't know. I've just never like acquired – it's funny because I love salt and vinegar potato chips and I love salsa and I love tomato-based things. So you think – just like – and th- certainly there's a ton of ketchup and barbecue sauce. Of course, yeah. Um, so – and I like barbecue sauce fine. I don't know. For some reason, I've just never gotten that into ketchup. Wow. Huh. Fucking A. All right. Well, let me um, – my pick. Um, it's ketchup. <laughs> it's ketchup. Well, I'm glad I didn't get the Whopper now because yeah. you, that would have been a fucking bummer. I would have tried it. I know you would have. I know you would In the name of the podcast. Of course you would. So I got – um, if, if I'm going sweets, it's it, – this is always easy Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Thank you, sir. Yes. And this is obviously nothing new to anyone, but I will ask you all – to consider again the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and to take note of how fucking great the salt level is and how big of a, a play that is in this in this delicious thing. It's so fucking good. Hmm. Holy shit. That's so good. What's your candy bar? Um I have to say I, I have to Reese's peanut butter cups are not my candy bar per se, mm-hmm. but I do have to say there's nothing like it. It's totally unique. It's right? a singular candy. No one else is, no one else does that. No one does it. I'm, I I love peanut butter. I like peanut butter, but when it comes to candy, I'm like a caramel guy. I guess I am too. Caramel Twix. I, oh yeah, Twix are fucking great. Twix are great. I'll tell you, my second to this is Take Five. Take five. Yeah, it's a it's a newcomer. It's probably ten years old. Okay. Um, and it's so I I guess the easiest way to explain it would be imagine a Twix, remove the cookie, insert a pretzel, mm. add peanut butter. So you got Ooh. caramel and peanut butter, right. chocolate with the crispy part being a pretzel. Mm. That sounds pretty. It's good. It's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Bad. Take five, huh? Take five. <laughs> Take five, yeah. But this, for me, like, when Halloween candy comes out, we can't buy the bag that has these in them, because I'll eat every fucking one of them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I can't have it around. Interesting. 
Pookie. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, that was super fun. That All was right. good. I'm getting back to these cheeses and cranberry juice as soon as yeah, as soon as I can. No get doubt. Get my face away from this mic. All right, so um, let's start. Let's start it on movies. Yeah, man. This is um, so I I put the um, I didn't choose any. Um, lots of times, there's tons of movies. So when you think of a guilty pleasure, I think there's movies because I get tons of movies that are would not be considered low that are guilty pleasures that I watch over and over again. And, like, I'll put them on when I go to sleep or something, you know, and I just listen to them constantly. Right. But I didn't want to talk about any of those because they're living there. I feel like we want to just keep, like, the low I theme. also didn't go for any movies that are intentionally bad. No, you know, like, no, exactly. You can't do, like, Grindhouse or something like that that are, like, picking up on the... No, Jesus, you know. man. No. That's a fucking... I, I went for, like... Legitimate movies. What do you got? What, you go first. So the first movie I picked was, I think I mentioned before, we were like one of the last people in our neighborhood to get cable. Yeah, yeah. So we had a VCR and we got cable and the guy was, the cable guy was there and he was hooking up our cable and I, I had like been waiting for this day for weeks and weeks and I looked at the schedule and figured out like in the TV guide what was playing <laughs> like really? that afternoon. It just so happened that like my favorite movie at the time was on HBO that afternoon. Oh my so God. I like begged the guy. To show me how to hook up the VCRs, because it used to be like a like a Sisyphean task to get a VCR <laughs> hooked up to like record a cable station. Like you had to tune in through the VCR at the right station. It didn't just record what was on the screen, which somehow they figured out how to do that later. So you had to get it to channel three or something. Yeah, or? when VCRs first came out, you had to dial it through the VCR, like the I VCR remember had that. a TV tuner. Yes, or that's right. I remember. You had that. to dial it. So I had him show me how to do that, and he was like, "Wow, like you're really excited. What movie is it?" <laughs> That, that you want to do, that you want to watch, and I was like, "Oh, it's my favorite movie. It's Silverado." And he was oh, like, "Silverado, yes, <laughs> yes." Oh, I love it. That's awesome. I love that movie. I so, love that movie. It's like the most kind of like paint by numbers western. Like every <laughs> hero has it's his like particular antagonist that he has to like you know, face down yeah. in the end and they all have like a different skill. There's like the one guy who's the fast draw and there's like the Danny Glover character who's awesome with a rifle. Yep. You know, and he has to avenge his father who's killed because they're doing this like trying, you know, it's all about like cattle territory and the, the plot doesn't even matter. It's like, fuck no. Um, there's the Kevin Klein character who's sort of like, Almost like the, He's a the, the pacifist who doesn't exactly. actually want to fight, but turns out to be like the biggest badass in the end. Yep. Um, then there's the Scott Glenn character who's like the wise older brother to the Kevin Costner. It's like one of Kevin Costner's first films. He's super young. And he, he plays the kid. He's really young. He plays this like Lothario smartass who's got like yep. two guns. Always fucking around, you know. He's the Emilio Estevez young gun character. Right. Yeah. And he's the one who's like always, oh, they got to go bail him out of trouble, you know, whatever. And um, there are so many people in that movie. Oh, my God. Um, so they just paid for – they yeah. just bought talent and crammed them in. For sure. Yeah. Where they were like maybe they hadn't done westerns in a long time. So it was exactly. appealing to yep. all these guys to like be in the resurgence and of I westerns. I think it was around young gun time. Yeah, I feel like predated Young Guns was more like (laughs) when we were in high school, and this was more like my seventh or eighth grade. So, all right, so yeah, Young Guns definitely came out a a few years after, but yeah, Um, 
Tombstone I love too. Oh my god. I maybe should have Tombstone instead. Tombstone is so good. Oh the um Oh my god. What's his name playing Doc Holliday? Yeah. It's fucking oh, Kurt Russell? Kurt uh, no Kurt Russell plays um Wyatt Earp. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um who's the dude who plays Ice uh Ice Man from Top Gun. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yes. Plays yeah, yeah. um Doc Holliday. And he does such a good job. He's killer. Making him like yeah. yeah, he's really good. That movie's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, maybe should have picked that. And that one has that. I was like, I when, I thought, when I thought of it, like, there was just, Silverado just holds a special play for me because I thought it was so amazing. Yeah. And it's obviously so not amazing. <laughs> but, like, it still has this, like, weird soft spot in my. So you heart, watch you know? it. Oh, um, well, like whenever it's on or whatever. Yeah, I would watch it if it was on. Yeah. You know, but now I recognize it's, like, obviously not. I don't. Have the same relationship to it that I had when no, I was in seventh no. grade. I thought it was like a legitimately amazing film. Um, yep. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my first pick. I mean, I don't. It's I don't really have that much more well, meaningful. Stuff no, to say. and that's the kind of the beauty of this <clears throat> this episode. I think is that there's no. It's not like you can't dive too deep into the shit, right? I mean, it's a fucking peanut butter cup. Like, yeah, it, I, I kind of feel like in a weird way now that like I'm older and I've seen Seven Samurai and I've seen. Um, what's the Western that, uh, Magnificent Seven, yeah, Magnificent Seven. Thank you. You know, it's obviously like they were trying to do a Magnificent Seven like thing. Absolutely. But it didn't yeah. have nearly as tight of a setup with as like oh, no. the tension that's like inherent in right? these seven that's guys exactly, trying to hold yeah. off a fucking army. Yeah. You know, which yes. is so cool and so badass. And so none, nice. none of these guys die in Silverado. You know, it's like they all <laughs> live true, that like right, crazy man. happy ending, sacrificing next to nothing besides like you know finally standing up for what they believe in and yeah. whatever. So, which are, it's like total Hollywood. Whereas you know, Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai is obviously darker. It's like it, this stuff has like, um, like it becomes part of your like. It, it, you just remember you have you attach so many memories to it, right? It becomes like I think that's how something oftentimes, many times, becomes like a guilty pleasure, and that's something you do later on in life when you know technically you know better. You know you know better than to eat a fucking Whopper. You know better than to go fucking rent Silverado at Redbox at the fucking <laughs> Kowalski's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know better, but you still do it, right? Because it's sure. it's killer. Because yeah, I mean, it still has some sort of resonant meaning for you even in your adult life because it brings you. back back to that moment when you were first loving and discovering these things. Yeah, exactly. So my first pick um, is a new, well, I mean, is new to me, um, as in not a childhood memory, but it easily became like a guilty pleasure and something I've watched a bunch of times. And since we did say movies, this is... Um, I, I am choosing the movie, but this I would relate to the series as well, and that's the Trailer Park Boys. Their their eponymous right, re- yeah. release of their first movie, <laughs> and I fucking love love that movie. It's so good. I watch it all the time. Like if I'm done, if I'm burnt on everything, and you just I just want to zone out and stare at the screen and not you know not even have to think about a fucking thing. That movie goes on. And it's fucking genius. Do you, have, do you know of the... I So I've seen... Um, they did a series... I want to say it was called like Little Britain or something like that. Is that the same guys? I don't know. I haven't watched Little Britain, but no, these these are Canadians. 
Oh, okay. Canadians. Okay. Yeah, the guys I'm thinking of were British guys. Yeah, so, so I you guess don't I don't know this at all. I guess I don't. No. All right. I'm gonna. I don't think you would like it that much. I think. <laughs> I think there's moments in it that I don't know. I shouldn't say that because maybe you would. Maybe, I don't know. It's hard. It's it's six and one. I, I couldn't say. You'd either hate it or you would or you'd think it was pretty good. You would never fucking love it. I don't think. It's, so it's Canadians um, that live in a trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. And um, they are always just scheming up stuff that is to make money, which is not that much of a scheme. Like they sell weed. They rob liquor stores. They, um, they're they always just getting fucking drunk and fucking around in the trailer park. They have their nemesis, which is the trailer park supervisor, Jim Leahy. Um, and they're... Kind of like stereotypical Canadians, but they're the whole thing is made in Canada, shot in Canada. These guys are Canadians, so it's done with like not making fun of, but sort of like making fun of yourself, right. self-deprecating love yep. of Rush, um, and it's fucking killer, man. It's, I don't know. I, it sounds pretty good to me. It sounds like an earlier version of Workaholics or something. Like yeah, that. It, it, well, I mean, it, except this is this is way this is lower than. Workaholics. This is like that's I pretty mean, low. It's fucking. <laughs> it's low, low, like wow. super low. And they cuss. Um, so it's not uh, it was, like the series. The movie um, came after I think their fifth season um, of the show. So the show started in Canada, and then Netflix picks it up. Picked it up for their last two seasons. Um, and but the movie is is so fucking good man and the there's something about watching the whole thing it's just, it's so comfortable which i think the guilty pleasure is that's part of it too right you just right. you just let yourself go and and you just fucking it's hedonistic right for sure well, Jesus, man, I'll I'll will send you something. I'll you gotta check out the Trailer Park Boys. I'll I'll send you something. You gotta see them. Cool. Yeah, I mean it's on Netflix. I think so. I've seen it, it pop up on Netflix. So I will have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. I, I love I, Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall was one of my favorite shows. And that's like you know I'm sure it's very different, but it's it is Canadian yeah. comedy. It is yeah. I mean, in low three quarters of the comedians and you know comedic things. One of Canada's biggest exports to the U.S. is comedy, so That's right, it's not yeah. that hard to find, you know, comedic actors, comedians, comedic, you know, sketch comedy that's from Canada, so. Yeah, it's true. Cool. I'll definitely check it out. All right, come. So my next pick uh, is a movie. There are two movies that I, I feel like kind of defined action film in the 80s, and um, one one is like a little too self-consciously um, which is Big Trouble in Little China. It's like, I feel like Kurt Russell is playing a character that's making fun of the characters he plays in his other movies and that. So I didn't want to pick that because it's a little too self-conscious, mm-hmm. even though I think that movie is fucking genius. It's amazing. All the like Chinese Everybody magic and that. the gangs and all that stuff. It's and, killer. Oh, man. So good. And his character is so over the top. It's fucking yeah. amazing. So um, the movie that I feel like is very much a companion to that, but that does something very different is uh, Remo Williams, The Adventure nice! Yes! <laughs> fucking good one! I love that movie. Oh my god, it's fucking amazing! So for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's this guy who's sort of like an average Joe who ends up getting trained to be this like super assassin for the secret military <laughs> program, and the guy who trains him is like this totally <laughs> racist, cliche, cliche version of like the kung fu like, yeah. Asian master or whatever. 
Um, but somehow, it, like, I don't know, even today, I'm like, it's still, like, somehow that character still works. I don't know. Even though, you know, it's like this, maybe because it's, once again, like, slightly self-conscious or something. Or I don't know. Or you, you forgive the period. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it wasn't... It, you know, it wasn't trying to be racist. I don't think it was. Yeah, trying. Obviously, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I cut, you kind of cut a wide berth, man. So, I mean, and the other thing that really stands out for me about that Rebel Williams movie, which is sort of like an interesting cultural touch point, was um, there's an amazing action scene where he is. Um, like gets in this sort of fight chase sequence on the Statue of Liberty when the Statue of Liberty was being um, redone, cleaned and redone, yeah, yeah, yeah. like restored, yeah. Um, which is just this interesting cultural moment because I'm sure you know no one now would even ever fathom that that happened. But when we were kids, that was like a big deal. Big, it was happening for like a year and a half or two years. Oh, or wait, like anyway, that. yeah, yeah. It took so, a long time. That was yeah, a it was big like, deal. It's one of the things of the '80s: the Statue of Liberty being restored and having the scaffolding up. And yep. So they yeah, they turned that. They took advantage of that and turned it into a like an action location. That's right. Really interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, it's like this weird blend of like a kung fu espionage slash assassin military conspiracy movie. I don't know. It's just, just this weird thing that so somehow it the like, spy works, angle of it is so great. Really awesome. Yeah. Was he, he was kind of ninja. There was a lot of ninja. He like, learns like a sort of blended kung fu yeah. like assassin technique, and he's basically his whole thing is like he's supposed to he's <laughs> supposed to kill kill people and make it look like like an accident. Like exactly. The, the yeah. perfect assassination is the one that no one knows is an assassination, and yep. he's being trained to. And I, I once again, I always love those movies where there's like some sort of escalation of skill or train, you know, not not yeah. just a training montage, which has become a cliche or a joke, but like someone is acquiring these skills and being trained to be this master of some sort. Yeah, it's awesome, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jean Claude. With those like terrible like yeah. when st- blood sport when they're like stretching his legs yeah. out, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, and, and I mean that whole I could count that whole like world. You know, Steven Seagal stuff. That early like Steven Seagal stuff. That's all guilty pleasure for stuff sure. for me. Watch, I'll watch oh, those yeah. fucking things over and over. I already have I've watched them all. I've I've seen them all ten times. I used to really love, and this is a terrible movie. Uh, the John Woo, what, one of John Woo's first American films was Hard Target with John oh, Claude Van Damme. Yeah, where it's kind of takes the most dangerous game and turns that into like an action movie. Exactly, um, and just the like super stylized like slow mo of the shotgun shells being jacked out of you know flying <laughs> through the air. And it's I was so like, bad. I'd never seen, I hadn't seen any John Woo films at that point. That was the first John Woo film I ever watched, which then led me to go back and watch all of his real. Hong Kong action films, yeah, and like hard boiled, fucking amazing, yeah, super awesome. Yeah, and I was just like that led me into the whole world of Hong Kong, action really, and yeah, Hong Kong cinema. See, fucking bad so, shit could th- take you to good places. Well, it's funny because I read this movie or I read an interview with John Woo, and he's talking about how painful it was to make that movie with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, it was his first experience of. Um, the Hollywood system where the actors have a lot of power and say, okay, and Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme had like 
Final Cut approval or something like what? that. And he made him like, be like, no, like you're not hanging in this shot long enough on my butt. Like we need to see more of my ass. Shut this the action fuck sequence. Up. And yeah, he was just like such a vain prick about it. Oh my and he God. was like just ruined in John Woo's opinion, like ruined the film because he had to make it all about like how his body looked in certain scenes and like, oh my gosh, like that. And he was like used to deal- dealing with like Chow Yun Fat. Dude, the like fat a man. legitimate actor is yes. like, doesn't have any of that bullshit going on. Fuck no. Chow Yun Fat is awesome. Dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to do John Woo yeah, maybe. For sure. Just even just John Woo at some at some yeah, point. It's a good idea. All right, what you got? I have got so my second pick, I kinda wish now I chose a Steven Seagal movie, but my second pick <laughs> um is uh is Blade. Oh, Wesley Snipes, Deacon Frost. Yes. Yep. Um, now, and I'll say this: um, I, I probably am a big fan because I never read the comic book. Because I know that people that read the comic were like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Because it's loosely based on the comic, right? Um, Which was a, like I've mentioned before, a ripoff of the anime movie w- was probably done from a graphic novel as well. Vampire Hunter D. That's right. The whole yeah, premise is a ripoff of that. Yes, but. Yeah, I, I still agree with that because I think the first Blade movie is awesome. Actually, I totally agree with you. It's killer, right? I went to see it with my friend Pascal. Uh, he got some special preview passes, and we went to see it together Ooh. in San Francisco. Oh yeah, um, I think in the Japantown movie theater, if I remember killer. correctly. And I was just Kabuki like, Kabuki is awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things where we went in with having no expectations, and then like the whole audience was just so into it. Like people were just screaming, <laughs> like at these action scenes, like amazing action scenes and one-liners, and it's like such an awesome action movie. Chris Christopherson, yeah, right. For sure. As Fucking the, killer. The, the grizzled badass. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, oh, my God. In the opening scene? Yeah. The opening scene is unreal. Right? It's, it's so cool. Fucking killer. Yeah, the idea of like a, a samurai sort of vampire, which is also, once again, totally cribbed from Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's like rip it off as long as you're making more content out of it and I get to watch yeah. it. like. Good, good, good enough. Sure, yeah. Why it, not? You know, yeah. I love that fucking movie, man. It's so great. Wesley Snipes is great at what he does. Yeah, you know. The subsequent movies, the like two and three or whatever, weren't as good. Considered they were okay. So Blade but. Trinity is considered one of the worst films ever. I mean, it's not like at like Ishtar level, but right. it's it, because it's not nearly as bad as that. But um, it's fucking terrible, like unwatchable, right? Nearly. You know, <laughs> nearly unwatchable. Um, but yeah, man, Blade, I fucking love that movie. I watch it. Yeah. I love all the gadgets. I love like, yeah. I love like the, his smooth fucking moves and he's just a badass fucking vampire slayer. Yeah. It's killer. It's awesome. Man. It's so it's also killer to have um, a black action hero. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like slightly, you know, more common now, but I mean, even at the time. Then, yeah. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Blade. Wesley Snipes. Unfortunately, he didn't pay any taxes on any of the money he got from the Blade stuff, and he ended up fucking getting nailed to the wall. New Jack, either. IRS. Oh, really? So, uh, who would have thought? New dude, Jack is awesome. Who would have thought two New Jack City references in one fucking yeah. episode? <laughs> I do love New Jack. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It kicked off an entire, like, genre of music. Yeah. One movie. It's genre crazy. may be a big yeah. word for... Now, but I mean, there's like if you know, new jack hip hop is a is a it's right. a mini genre, yeah, sub genre, whatever the fuck. 
It's yeah, a that thing. Was a, that was a killer movie. I was into that. Anyway, um, so for my last pick, this is this is a bizarre pick, even I will admit. Um, but I picked the teen comedy slash romance Ten Things I Hate About You. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. I feel a lot better about my third pick now. <laughs> <laughs> so there was something about this, like, I don't know. I kind of remember why I rented it. I, at the time, there was, like, I was too... There were wasn't Netflix. Netflix had, didn't exist yet, and there was a like a crappy video store around the corner, like a corporate video store. It wasn't a blockbuster, but it might as well have been. And I would just go in there, and there was like hardly anything that I hadn't seen. And I was like, would just go to the new release wall and be like, I I only had a DVD DVD drive in my computer, and I would watch this movie. And then I picked up this movie, was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. <laughs> um, and it has. Um, Julia Stiles and oh god why am I blanking on I like Julia Stiles on this yeah she's really good in it and it has um what's his name who played the Joker in Batman who then subsequently Heath Ledger died. Heath Ledger so it has Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles and a bunch of other nameless teens so the whole premise of the movie is that Julia Stiles has a twin sister and it's both their it's their senior year of high school and Julia Stiles is the like goth sort of misanthrope and her sister is like a popular cheerleader and they can't stand each other and their parents especially their dad is very conservative and he decides that the popular daughter who's like the you know cheerleader captain and dating the like football jock and shit can't go to prom unless her her sister also goes to prom they do something they get in trouble and he makes that like the consequence of them being able to go to prom so basically this girl has to get her loser, misanthrope, intellectual goth sister to like get to the prom. Get to the prom. Get asked or whatever. Yeah. So or I, asked. I, I think it, at first it's one of those things where the way way she does it is Keith Ledger's like the sort of James Dean rebel character. He's like a mu- musician and yada yada. It's it's like totally cliche and dumb. But uh, so of course what happens is she offers to uh, the popular sister offers to like pay this guy to get her to go and at first he can't get her to go so he kind of has to woo her and of course in the court in the course of them like doing this thing like they actually fall for each other but then she finds out that her sister manipulated him into doing it sure and, of course know, yada yada and it falls apart but then of course gets back together um but yeah it's just like really for one of those movies well written and well acted yeah um, and you know obviously you know julia styles and heath ledger both went on to have Fairly interesting careers. For sure. Julia Stiles sort of like stepped away from Hollywood and I think went to Yale or Harvard or something like that. You're thinking of Claire Danes. Um, yeah, I think Julia Stiles also went. Maybe she went maybe, to Maybe Stanford. she did. I don't know. I don't, uh, did she? She went to like a, a very impressive school. And she looks smart. Graduated. And it she looks obviously really had a somewhat de- detrimental effect on her career. She was in like a recent Bourne movie and she was on Dexter and she's now like starting to get back into. Yep. She's a legitimate actress. I don't think she's quite like the conventional beauty or whatever that Hollywood likes. I know, which is sometimes a good, it can be a good thing. I, she's kind of, yeah, she's in a weird place where she's not quite quirky enough for, right. um, but she's not like superstar sort of thing. Yep. But yeah, she, she's actually re- good in that Bourne movie. Um, and I feel like if she hasn't been in a Woody Allen movie, she should. Yeah. Because she feels right for that a Woody right. Allen. So have you seen this 10 Things I Hate About You movie? 
No, I've seen it around a bunch. You, you should rent it for shocking it reasons. I haven't chosen yeah. to fucking spend my time, but, um, <laughs> but but I mean, I'll absolutely check it out now. Yeah, um, Beth would love it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think it's perfect. Because um, I'm sure it's Plus like they're both just like babies in this film, so it's interesting to see. You know, yeah, this was like 20 years ago or whatever that this movie Eek, probably came out. So hell. it's crazy. Well, yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Like, I mean, any common ground with Beth is great. And speaking of which, um, my last pick is actually based on common ground with with her and I because it's it, it's it, it's on. So as a guilty pleasure, like I think this is almost like um, this movie is like it's like a chicken soup fucking sort of deal. Like it's always, it's on for mood. I'm never sitting down and watching this movie, but it's on fucking lifetime or some USA at least fucking twice a week. Dirty dancing. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, I think, I think that movie was like had a cultural impact on a, a lot of people. Oh yeah. A lot of people would look back to that and see it as a formative movie. Probably. Oh, Beth does for sure. Yeah. No question. Um, she goes nuts for it, and but it's it's such a um, it's just a it's a mood movie for me, you know, because it, it it's it's a Saturday afternoon, either you know, and for different times in my life it was different things. So like before, like in high school, it was kind of like, oh fuck, well Jennifer Grey is hot, you know, yeah. and this is. You know, and then there's other. So you like it because you're like into the movie. You know, you like it just right. because it's a good movie. And then as I got older and got into college and was drunk all the time, then it's on at Saturday afternoon. So I'm hungover and it's just like on and you're hanging out with your friends or whatever and you're talking shit and having fun. And it's just Saturday afternoon. You just remember it and it's awesome for that. Right. And now it's become like. With my wife, it's she loves it and is on all the time. So it's been with me for since it came out for different things. You know, it's meant different stuff, and I just it's fucking great, man. I mean, it's such a great movie too. Yeah. Like it's it looks great. The characters are great. So our um, my one of my best friends and our faithful audio engineer Kaya Fisher yeah. was an exchange student in Germany, and she said uh, a girl that she went over with taught herself German because she'd seen Dirty Dancing so many times. She knew all the words and she just watched Dirty Dancing in German over and over again until she picked up like enough German to get by. Fucking hell. Really? Yeah. God. Yeah, that's the way you do it, right? It's crazy things like that. I would love to see the dubbed German dubbed version of Dirty Dancing. Just mix it up. Why not? Let's fucking roll that on, yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. I'm pretty sure it was Kaya who told me that story. But that's yeah, that's crazy to know a movie so well. Obviously, like you know, that's just a testament to how people love that movie. And there's like a cult fascination. It just stands movie. up constantly. The other one that gets is much airtime is Overboard, and that's another one that she and I equally as much as Dirty Dancing watch. It's just fuck. It's on if it's on TV, it's on at the house, and we've probably watched that movie fifty times. Overboard. Right. Cl- Again, fucking, what's that, with, isn't our isn't man is showing up at all of our yeah, things. Kurt Russell. <laughs> it, isn't that Jesus. supposed to be like a, isn't that kind of regarded as a terrible movie? Overboard? Um, I, yeah, no? it is actually. Yeah. yeah, it is regarded as a, I mean, as a, hear a lot of people talking about that in the way they talk about like 16 Candles or Dirty Dancing. No, no, Overboard like is, a, you know, one shitty. of the cornerstones of 
your adolescence or whatever. So yeah, no, it's I would not say it's like that. But but overboard is like it's endlessly why like Kurt Russell's just such a fucking jackass that yeah. you you watch everything he's in and he's just a you know he's like. Whatever he's just fucking there and, yeah. can, and says he's the lines. Still going he's strong, good looking, yeah. But Goldie Hawn, I mean, yeah, Jesus, she's, she's so great. Yeah, she's killer. Private Benjamin. Oh man, yeah. She's. I mean, I haven't seen her in a movie in a long time, but she's famous for. I mean, she still looks great, right? She's, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, there's some, some maybe work. Oh, a little bit a little work. I don't know. Yeah. Another episode, maybe. Well, she's. Come rough and Goldie on. She's awesome, though. You she is. not Goldie. No, fuck no. I saw, um, oh, God, now I'm blanking on this woman's name. Who's the blonde comedian that, like, talks so openly about sex all the time that everyone is super into? Um, Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah, Amy yeah. Schumer just won the, like, Glamour um, Woman of the Year award. And she was like, Goldie Hawn was in the audience or something. Goldie Hawn had something to, I don't know, maybe she's a past recipient or something. Oh, really? But she was like giving pr- huge props to Goldie, which made me think. I That's was watching cool. the video of her acceptance speech last night, which is pretty hilarious. Because she just like does not give a fuck, Amy Schumer. She just like tells it like it is all the time and lets it all hang out. So I honestly don't awesome. know her. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'll have to check her out. Yeah, you'd love it. Oh, nice. Beth would like it, too. Beth would think it's hilarious. It's another we thing. Need a Watch good... the Amy Schumer show, too. <laughs> oh, she's got a show? Yeah, she has a show, and um, I think she has a movie coming out, or, and she's done some comedy special stuff, too. Kill her. There, there's, got a, there's stuff on Netflix you can find, for sure. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of uh, Bad Food, <laughs> Guilty Pleasure Food, Guilty Pleasure Movies. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and... Uh, if anyone wants to hit us up on Twitter and let us know what your bad movie and bad food picks are, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. So tweet us at, at GLO Podcast, and hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you get a chance, please rate on iTunes. And as usual, thank you very much to Kaya Fisher for all the audio engineering help. Yes, thank you very much. See you next time. All right, enjoy the junk food. Mm-hmm.